bought the gun in Danville, Virginia. Fabulous morning, Larry Adler, Baltimore, Maryland. Angel Kegley, Zanesville, Ohio. Good morning, everyone. We've got about 30 seconds. We can start here right at 0800 Sharp. Well, good morning, good morning, everybody out there in ACN land. How is everybody? Everybody sounded wide awake on this Thursday morning. Boy, we're at the end of June here, and uh, those of us are still recovering from jet lag coming back from the West Coast. Uh, it feels like 5 a.m. in the morning, right? So... Uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about this morning. Uh, by the way, these Mojo calls we do every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 8 o'clock in the morning. And on Mondays, we do a, a special leadership call where you can do Q&As with the SVPs. Uh, our top leaders will get on and answer your questions live and uh, help you with your business so you can be coached live by them. But uh, this morning, I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about some ahas I got from the international. Now, this is not going to be a, a, a training call. Um, this is a, going to be a mojo call because I noticed something about the international training event. Maybe it's always been this way, but maybe after my 27th, that's right, my 27th consecutive international, um, it just popped out to me this time. You know, this, the old saying is, when the uh, student is ready, the teacher will appear. And maybe that's what it was for me. But it seemed like there was a really heavy focus on mindset this time. Maybe it's always been that way, but it appeared that way to me at this time. And uh, I noticed from the very beginning at the uh, executive team leader training, they had, they had a very special executive team leader training on Friday morning before the uh, before the the leadership training, so it was incredible training there. But they were talking about all kinds of mindset type items. So here's a few of them that I wrote down that were great. Uh, one of the first things I wrote down was take great notes. It's always amazing to me with the amount of information coming at you, whether you're at a Saturday training or whether you're at a, uh, of course, the international training. The amount of information coming, people that don't take notes. Greg Provenzano said himself, he says, leaders take great notes so you can go back and get back to them. You're going to catch a very small percentage of things that are said, and you need to take great notes, and that's what we have here. Um, one of the things that Mr. Provenzano talked about is, what do you care about? I wrote down, actually, what do I care about? And you want to think about that. In your life, not just ACN, but what do you care about? Like, what things are you not content with? If you're not content with where you are with your health, with your business, with your marriage, if you're not content with where it's at, it's because you care about it. It's actually a good thing. Uh, Mr. Provenzano talked to me about uh, why I'm so nervous getting up on stage. I asked him, I said, do you get nervous getting up on stage? And he goes, yes. I said, you do? 
After all these years, you get nervous? He goes, yes. He goes, because I care about the audience and I care about doing well and, perform- and, and, and putting forth a good message because I care about them. He goes, it shows you care if you're nervous. I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like that. Um, here's how you can tell your intentions. You can tell your intentions by your actions. Well, what does that mean? See, if you're not content with something, then you're going to take actions to work on it. So if you really care about it, let's just say your health, okay? If you really care about your health, then you're going to take actions to uh, change what you put in your mouth as well as the amount of activity that you're going to take as a person, right? The, the amount of uh, um, physical activity that you're going to do to protect uh, your body and to stay in good health. So if it's important to you, your actions will show it. <clears throat> if it's not important to you, your actions will show that also. And so uh, that was great. It was, a, it was a whole theme that he had when he talked about it. And he asked this question. Are you willing to pay the price? Of course, we always answer that question, yes. Yes, I want to be an SVP. Yes, I want to be in great shape. Yes, I want to have a great relationships with my family. Uh, yes, I want to be uh, financially sound. I want to be financially free. We always answer yes to those things. And we always answer yes, we're willing to pay the price. But our actions show differently. And he had an incredible analogy and a great story. And his story was this. He says he always wanted to be a great golfer. He admires golf. He watches golf. He loves these golfers. And he wants to be an incredible golfer. That's what he says. But his actions are different. He's not willing to put in the practice and the time and everything they were to have to do. His actions show that really it's not that important. In his head and in his voice when he says it, yes, being a great golfer is important, but his actions show differently because he didn't put his time into it. And I started thinking about that for myself. You know, I always, I have some friends of mine that are, uh, that are like these uh, bodybuilder muscle guys that are in magazines and on calendars and stuff like that. And they look incredible, man. Their body percentages, body fat percentages, single digits, you know, and I'm always like, man, I would love to look like that. Oh, man, he's just uh, incredible, ripped, you know, and proportional and just, he looks amazing. And um, my voice says that, but my actions show differently. My actions show that I'm actually okay with being in average shape and being mediocre because I am not willing to do what he does. Um, Hours and hours doing double twice a day at the gym and uh, the way he has to strictly eat and his diet and uh, the way he has to uh, cut water and cut weight and things like that and just all the things he goes through to do it. I'm not willing to do that stuff. I'm just not. So my voice says and my brain says, yes, I would love to look like that. But my actions show differently. My intent shows that I'm okay with being mediocre and I'm happy with it, right? So here's a question he asked and I wrote this down. Am I willing to spend an hour a day to be great at something? And he used the example of the piano, playing the piano. He has this beautiful piano in his house and he said he always admires people that can play the piano. He thinks it's incredible, right? They they can tickle the ivories. And uh, he says he's always thought how great it would be to be able to play the piano. And his actions, he said, shows differently. 
He does not take lessons. He does not sit down and he does not practice. And here's the reality. If he practiced an hour a day on the piano with a coach helping him an hour a day, could he after, you know, 60, 90, 120, 180 days, like let's say six months, would he be able to play some songs on the piano? And the answer is, of course, yes, he would be able to do that. But is he willing to pay the price and take an hour a day of practice out to do it? So no, the piano is not that important to him. And then he relayed that into ACN. And here's the thing, with your ACN business, you say in your head where you want to be, right? I want to be an SVP. But am I doing the actions that it takes to be a senior vice president? Do I really want to be one? Because to be one, you have to do the actions first. You don't get the title and then go do the actions of it. You have to do the actions first. Have you paid the price up front and in full to earn the title and to earn that? And you have to really take a good, hard look at yourself. Are you okay with being average and being mediocre? Because if you want to be the best of the best, it takes an inordinate amount of work and sacrifice, and it has to be paid in full and up front. And I thought it was an incredible mindset training that Mr. Provenzano did like that. Are you willing to do the actions to be an SVP? And so one of the other mindset resets that he had was, remember how you felt when you get started? He goes, sometimes when you've been in a long time, I heard some, some old timers like me on here on the phone this morning, and when you've been in for a little while, you can forget how you felt when you started. Do you remember when you first decided you were going to do ACN? Do you remember how excited you were in the possibilities and the two who gets two, who gets two, gets two, gets two, gets two, gets two, gets two seven levels deep, right? Uh, each person getting... Um, each person getting 10 services at $40 a service, and you do that to all the way down seven levels deep, and you'd make $6,000 a month in residual income. Remember how excited you were when you saw that, and you could scale that up, and you're like a $40 bill. Who pays a $40 electric bill, right? Remember that excitement? He says, remember that. Go back to that and remember the possibilities you felt when you had you started. Because here's what happens in life. Sometimes your experience hinders your vision. Now think about that. Your experience hinders your vision. What kind of experience am I talking about? We're talking about negative people in your life. We're talking about people who have said no. People who have told you that it won't work. You've watched some other people quit, right? Those experiences hinder your vision. Because when you started in the beginning, you were wide open with the vision. And it doesn't just happen in ACN. It happens in all forms of life. It happens to kids all the time. Sometimes we as adults do it to them. We say, oh honey, don't set your sights too high. I don't want you to be disappointed. Right? We're saying it out of love, but we're screwing the kid over because we're destroying their vision. And so a big thing he said is remember how you felt when you get started. Go back to that. Have big vision, big goals, and take big actions to go after that. Because here's the reality. As an adult, you are a victim of the decisions and choices that you make. You are not a victim of your circumstances. When you're a kid, you're a victim of your circumstances. You have to deal with the hand that you were dealt. But once you're an adult... 
You are no longer a victim of that. You're a victim of your decisions and your choices that you make. Where you are in your life is your responsibility and yours alone. That one was a punch in the face, but it was a good one and we needed to be reminded that because everything right now that you see as a detriment in your life, whatever you say, I don't have the money, I don't have the education, I don't have the network, all of that is just an excuse that you've disguised. It's just an excuse. You've disguised it as a detriment when really it's not there. See, sometimes you have to forget the things you remember and remember the things that you forget. I thought that was awesome. I'm going to say it again. Sometimes you have to forget the things you remember and remember the things that you forget. Remember how you felt when you got started and forget the things that you remember right now. Here's the reality. You could be told no a thousand times in a row. That does not mean that the person number 1001 is going to say no. Your past does not predict your future. And it doesn't matter what happened yesterday at all. Does not matter. That does not predict what is going to happen today. And uh, I love that that reset type mindset. Nakota Bragg talked about it also. You have to be good. And so did Efren actually. Tejada, Senior Vice President um, Efren Tejada. You have to be able to hit reset Every single day. Sometimes you need to be able to hit reset every single hour. You have to learn how to do it and start over. And he used the analogy of professional athletes. Professional athletes go out. They get paid millions of dollars to catch a ball. Millions and millions of dollars to catch a ball. And the ball hit them in the hands and they'll drop it. I mean, literally right in their hands and they will drop it. They've got paid millions of dollars to do it and they dropped it. They have to be able to go and on the next play, reset literally five seconds later and reset and go out and catch the next ball that is thrown to them. And uh, that's something big to remember for our business. You have to be able to set reset. And it also works in your life. Uh, Whether you're working on your health or you're working on relationships, uh, sometimes you have to set reset Hit reset and start over. Um, Dakota Bragg had some really good stuff. He talked about you have two options in this business when you're afraid because everybody's afraid. You can run from it or you can run to it. Um, I thought that was incredible. Uh, those are your two choices. Are you going to run to it, the thing you're, that, that you're fearful of, or are you going to run from it? You're going to do one or the other. And uh, by the way, just sitting there and not doing anything, that means you ran from the fear, just so you know. It's not, you don't actually have to run. Um, here's another great thing that I got, and I talked about it last night in our leadership um, at our, before our business opportunity meeting, and that's this. Our business is measured based on exposures, not on your time in the business. Let me say that again. Our business is measured based on the number of exposures that you do, not on your time in the business. What does that mean? See, the road to RVP can take you three years or it can take you 30 years. In fact, the road to RVP, uh, we know now because of Columbia, can be done in, in less than six weeks. Why? How is that? How can that happen? Because it's all based on the number of exposures. Here's the analogy we used. 
What if I told you today, what if I told you today that to get to regional vice president, all you had to do was 1,000 exposures yourself personally? 1,000. Doesn't matter what the people said, but all you had to do was check a little box of 1,000 exposures. Now, you could take 50 years to do that, or you could do them all in a month. You could do 33 a day for 30 days. But at the end of those 1,000 exposures, you are an RVP. Presto, bingo, promotion, you're an RVP. Now, how fast could you get those done? 1,000 exposures yourself, either going out, showing the video to somebody, or going out, sitting down with a piece of paper and reading through the eight boxes. 1,000 of them. How fast could you get that done? That is what we're talking about. Our business is based on exposures, not on your time in the business. You could do it in six weeks, or you could take 60 years. It's up to you, however you want to do it. And I'm going to wrap up with this one right here. Um, it was a big one. Stacy and I loved it. And uh, we're gonna write, I'm actually going to write this one down and put it up on our wall. She thinks I'm crazy with all the stuff I have on our walls. But it's this. New people solve old problems. New people solve old problems. What does that mean? No matter where you are in your business right now, whether you're an RVP trying to get to SVP or whether you're uh, customer qualified trying to get to ETL, it's this. New people solve old problems. You need to talk to more people, new people, and have fresh blood in front of the business, seeing the business, peaking people, doing exposures, getting customers. That is what our business is about. New people, old problems. So um, I want to thank you for joining us today on the uh, Mojo call. We will have the Monday morning leadership call, but if you don't know, if you liked some of those ahas that we got, look, we have the Detroit International Convention coming up September 13th, 14th, and 15th. Here's what you have to do. Today, if you're going to run at the fear instead of running from the fear, you need to register for the convention today. And then, when you've done that, by the way, it takes five minutes. Now you just overcame the fear. You showed courage. Now we're going to work on who you're going to take with you. Because going to the convention yourself is great, but you got to have people with you. I'm reminded of that because of what happened to us. We had our son with us, and our son uh, brought his girlfriend, our first family trip with, uh, with the girlfriend coming with us. And we went to California, and we took a vacation while we were out there. But we also brought her to the convention. Here's the thing. She's 17. She's going to be 18, leaving for college in August. She's never heard a thing about the business. And we bring her to the convention. And I told her, I said, this young lady, really intelligent, smart. I said, look... You don't have to go to the convention. James has to. This is his business. But you can go to the pool if you want. Hang out, order to the room, food, drinks, whatever you need, and we'll join you later. You know, But you can hang out at the pool. Go see sightsee San Jose. She goes, no, I want to come and check it out. She was so jacked up over this business after coming to the event. It reminded me of how important it is to bring new people with you to the event. Um, and that got James jacked up which got us jacked up. Having new people there, even somebody who's never seen the business before, I mean, she didn't know anything about it, come there and uh, that information that she got while she was there has her jacked up and when she turns 18, she wants to get started. So it's very simple process, get people to the events and make sure you take great notes while you're there. So thanks for joining me today. I hope everybody has a great day, have a great weekend and 
For those of you in Central Ohio, and for those of you who will be logging on to our online Central Ohio Saturday training, I will see you this Saturday. Have a great one.